nose has been itching um, a lot recently. Uh, it is the um, time of season. For yeah. Nose. It's, the, Andrew, it's 21 so minutes right. past the hour. Welcome back to oh. WDET's Talking Fumbling Around with Andy and Matt. Special guest, Julia Schroeder. Hi. Hello. How's everyone? It's the most exciting time of year. Fall harvest. Fall yes. harvest. We've got pumpkins, pumpkin you know, I, seeds. Can I tell you a story? Absolutely. You know, I um, I went to the pumpkin farm this weekend. Oh, I lo- which one? I love pumpkin farms. Uh, Bart's. Yep, I love. I do love a good Bart's. Yeah, we went out there. We had some cider. Oh, hot um, or cold? Tell me. I I had hot. Um, Jessica. Nice. Man. Jessica had. Um, room temperature. She okay. likes how she likes it. Sure. Jessica's sure. my partner. Oh, and she's lovely. I have met her. I yeah, have not. She's a treat. You'd you know, really love her, Andrew. The two what, people doing Andy? a podcast together could open up and Andy, I don't introduce. Think, I don't you know, think we should get into it right okay. now. Well, fall harvest is here. It was a fluke that I met her, Andrew. Don't read into it. It's now 22 minutes past the hour. It's oh. 9.22 p.m. Yeah. Andy, should we start the show? Let's do it. Sports. Talking sports. Hey, it's fumbling around. That was just a gag we were doing. I sound loud. Am I loud? You sound great, buddy. Oh, thanks. I'm Andy. I'm Matt. And those were our NPR voices. Yeah. This is fumbling around. We really do have a special guest. Julia Schroeder. Hi. Yeah. That was... God, that's so sweet. Taped in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> we tell them not to clap because it feeds with the screws of the mics. But yeah, and to be honest, they uh, can't contain their excitement that Julia's here, <laughs> nor their photos, guys. <laughs> I told you, no flashes. <laughs> it messes yeah. with the audio. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we got Julia here. We're gonna talk some sports. You know, like usual, we've got I think upwards of three or four thousand listeners now. Yeah, it's been crazy. Oh yeah, off the charts from all over the nation and world. Yeah, Uganda. Uganda. I'm getting you three emails a week. We have a. Uh, can't keep up. We have an office on. Get a meteorologist yeah. in Antarctica. Get a secretary. Whoa. Listening to us. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if he was giving the weather. For you. <laughs> we could have him come on later and give us the weather report. <laughs> Still <from> cold. <laughs> no, but uh, you know what do we got going on right now? We're gonna get to the Cubs later because we got a special guest. We have a on. very special guest. But um, oh. just so you know, uh, when we're recording this, the Cubs are currently up three zero in Game Six with three on base, Ooh. fully loaded. Guys, tell me the inning for once. Sixth. Oh, third. <laughs> uh, for the listeners Julie out Hope there, four thousand. <laughs> but I don't know. We're planning um, on just um. Just recapping, like instant recap the game yeah. as it's going in real time, so people can listen later if they didn't watch it on TV. Yeah, we're gonna. Ooh, pass, look at that! Tweet it. Radio silence <laughs> yeah. for everyone until this drops. I'm gonna go back tomorrow and tweet the whole thing. <laughs> then I'm gonna tweet this podcast. Yeah, Julia's sometime tweeting the podcast as we speak. Sometime in the month of December, when Home Alone is playing incessantly on TV. Almost always, once a year, I will live tweet the whole thing because it is the most fun movie. I'll do it like because it's the most fun movie to live tweet because there are like legitimately six instances in that movie where that kid should have and very well could have murdered somebody and they just move right past it. Totally. You can't throw a brick from four stories, hit a guy in the face and have him live to tell the tale. Or step on a nail. (laughs) Right? Or step on a nail. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's tetanus right there. (laughs) I hated that part. I also hated the tarantula. uh, Most people died in the uh, Revolutionary War, actually, stepping on nails. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't have shoes. They didn't uh, have the the tetanus. (laughs) It's a common tactic by the South in the uh, Revolutionary War. (laughs) South Britain. Yeah. You just have one guy go like spread rusty nails on the battlefield. <laughs> Home Alone, John Hughes movie. Did not realize that until very recently. No way. Wonderful human being. Yeah. Gave us hours of endless entertainment. Ooh. I recently watched uh, rewatched Sixteen Candles after the live reading that Julia was in at the Ringwald Theater. Oh, so much fun! Yeah. Oh, th- thank you guys. It was. Thank you. Can you not have the flash on? Sorry. The Robert. lighting in here is fine. Robert, uh, what did you think of the real movie? 
It was so good. I had I a couple it. of outdated kind of bad references. Totally. Um, the they used to treat women bad. <laughs> in racism, the 80s. Yeah. sexism, homophobia. Uh, nerds too. They Date treated nerds side. real bad. Oh real yeah. Bad. Classism. Um, I thought that was the real side that it was just like, ooh. There's obviously the Asian American who is in it, or he right. was just a Chinese foreign exchange student who played, <laughs> had a really stereotypical accent. Totally. Which I thought, like, it was bad. It was definitely bad, but it wasn't like, oh, God. It was just. Who did right. that? Who did that voice in the live reading? Um, edit, edit this pause while I think <laughs> of his name. No, he's. he's um, He's the guy at the ring wall. He's so good. Uh, Richard uh, Payton. But it wasn't uh, an Asian American. No, no. Is he doing a pretty... And he like apologized first. And he's, <laughs> he's like really known in, in the, yeah. you know, theater community. And it was like, this is the best we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, and then Brian Lark gave like a, a precursor to what we're all going to see in yeah. like a pre-apology. But I, wa- I rewatched that after because it was on Netflix. But I also recently rewatched um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which I didn't. I did not realize that was a John Hughes movie either. So many. Is it really? But that movie God. really stands up. Well, I haven't I'll seen say, that in a while. Your favorite John Hughes movie on the count of three. Sure. One, two, three. Ferris Breakfast Club. Off. Oh, sorry. Uh, I love. I love. Breakfast so Club not so much. Baby's Day Out. <laughs> uh, Ferris Sorry. Bueller, uh, he wears the Cameron wears a Gordy Howe jersey, yeah, which does. brings mm-hmm. us back to sports. Yes, everybody. Which Gordie isn't Howe, this what the back is? Gordy Howe has got some great references in popular culture. You got yeah. Cam sporting the jersey. Mm-hmm. You got Bart stealing the Gordy Howe photo out of the yearbook yep. to uh, catfish Miss Krabappel. Old time <laughs> hockey in. Uh, Ah, uh, slap shot. Yeah, yeah. He also has a restaurant. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. Words. And we went there. I to, for a soccer tournament well, he had. a while ago. R.I.P. Oh, I, I guess yeah. I don't. Yeah, whatever it was, we went there, and uh, the waitress spilled ketchup all over my mom. Oh jeez. <laughs> this was at a soccer tournament. It was um, good times. Is that was that like part of the whole experience? Totally. Like bloody her up like a hockey player. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like put like drop a couple chicklets on the table uh-huh. and smear ketchup blood on their face. Someone at every table <laughs> has like, had it. You're just like the Gordster now. The, the Gordster. manager came up. That's, that's what people called him, right? Uh, Gordster. <laughs> Only around Halloween. Get it? <laughs> um it is actually though, Gordy Howe, it is pretty crazy that Gordy Howe played for the Red Wings. He's He's like the best hockey player ever. We don't have that in any other sport. There's only one person of that one person for each sport. The greatest of all time. And that greatest of all time was a Detroit Red Wing. Oh, it's a great point. Wayne Gretzky. Gordy Howe is better than him. Sid Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that just to see what your face looked like. That one's just weird, Andy. <laughs> I just wanted to see you get real bad for a second. Uh, actually, though the whole Sidney Crosby Barry thing, Sanders was good. He's pretty yeah. good. He's pretty good. <laughs> he is pretty good. <laughs> say what you're gonna say. The Sidney Crosby thing. How everybody hates Sidney Crosby, and like, I I don't get it. I I have no problem with Sidney Crosby. Oh, don't know him personally. Don't know Can't, him personally. Know. Yeah, he's really good at hockey. Sid what, the kid. What do I not like about him? What am I supposed to not like about him? He's too good looking. No. Is that basically? I think borderline. What, isn't pretty much everybody's complaint about him it's like it boils down that he's like a pansy, right? That's what they say, like, but he's not. He's a he's a big dude. He plays yeah. physical enough. Like, I mean, I guess he's if he's a pansy because he had a bunch of concussions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, to everyone out there, concussions are no joke. But yeah, right. If there were any diehard Red Wings Rub fans listening right now, they would be like. Steaming, they'd be like, "No, he's it's C- Cindy Crosby, blah blah blah." Like, Cindy yeah. over it, like <laughs> that's what they say. It's like one of the jokes, Cindy Crosby. I'm like, okay, cool, Cindy Crawford. Oh, Cindy, that's Crawford. a person. That's too. a good one, right? That's good word Cindy association. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Wings are. Um, yeah, if the if the playoffs started today, they'd be in the playoffs. Of course, Ooh. they're, what are they? they're like, ten games into the season, but yeah, 
But they're they've won what six? They're six seven? and four. Six and four. How many games before playoffs? Oh, so many. Oh. There's seventy two <laughs> games left. <laughs> Holy so crap! So many. But the the NHL is all stacked up, like it's this, it's that NHL is weird to me that way because like all the other game all the other sports with like insanely long seasons, they're they're not that over like baseball. You don't get like wrecked in a baseball game. You can be up, get up in the next, you know, except for pitchers, but they take right. whatever. They, they play right. two in a day. Basketball, like, is this, it's not overly physical. You can't get like a little grungy in the key or whatever. But like, hockey players get the shit kicked out of them mm-hmm. for ninety minutes yeah. of ice time, and then like two days later, they're back. I mean, a long, a long time on the ice in a in a hockey game for one person is like twenty minutes. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, but I, I yeah, don't knock on basketball. It's pretty physical. No, I'm, I, it'll yeah. take its toll. Huh. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's. I think the way the NHL is set up right now, because they have a really hard salary cap, and so there, it's there's a lot of parity, and it's very hard. I think more than any of the big four, each game matters a lot. Like. It goes down to the end of the season and each team is playing. Like the Red Wings right now, if they want to keep their playoff streak alive, like every game is important. They have to, like they're not going to run away in, with the lead or anything. They're not going to finish first. So they have to win as many games as possible. They can't take games off. Like in the sure. NBA, it's not quite like that. Right. I went to high school with Justin Applicator. Oh. Yeah. He's a Red Wing. Yeah, I know. He's my Red Wing. He's your Red Wing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do people still do that? Like, let's go around. Who's um, who's your Red Wing? Who's your Red Wing? Oh, any S- era. Steve Eiser. <laughs> nice. Andy Justin Applicator. Justin Applicator. <laughs> Mona Shores. He was the first person in Western Michigan to ever win Mister Hockey. It always came from uh, Detroit or the Southeast side. And he won. And then he played for the Red Wings. Oh, That's yeah. nice. Well, mine's Darren McCarty, just because of that. Club new thing. Here's something weird: is the new phenom for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's a rookie this year. He's from Phoenix. Oh wow! And he's like, I mean, it's it's ten games in, but he's like maybe the next. He might be. He's he could very well end up being the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf ever to play. And um, he's from Phoenix, Arizona. Like, when, I don't know how you learn how to play hockey. Yeah, now. when I was covering the hockey team when I was in or the U of M team when I was in school for the student paper. There's this kid Scooter Vaughn on the team, and he was from like, uh, uh, like San Diego or whatever, like s- like south of L.A. And he learned roller skating hockey. He didn't roller run- skating hockey. Oh my god! Like <laughs> yeah, like inline skating <laughs> hockey. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what do you call it. No, definitely roller, roller skating, skating hockey. That's, that's how he learned how to play hockey. Skating. He didn't put on ice skating skates. station hockey. He didn't put on ice skates until he was like 16 or something. And then he went and I think he played in the NHL for a, a couple of years. But like, that's that's crazy to me. Yeah. I have two things. One, One um, Justin Bieber's manager's name is uh, Scooter, Scooter Braun. L- who's Scooter Libby? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but his name is Scooter Braun. And I think that's funny um, <laughs> because their names are so similar. So similar. Two, um, so my brother does... Um, sports statistics software he works for a sports statistics software company as his job which one uh it's called um sidex sports and he um uh the toronto maple leaves are his client so he like goes out there and that is awesome and yeah so it's hockey and um baseball i think he sees the red wings too Hmm. can you can i have a job I will ask him. Julia's brother. <laughs> Just to correct myself, also the guy's from Scottsdale, Arizona, not Phoenix, Arizona. <sighs> His name is Austin Matthews. Well, that makes a world of difference. Scottsdale has like ten ranks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know that for sure. That's awesome that your brother works for that though, because it's yeah. it's so like huge right now. Sports analytics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his his boss like developed all the software and everything, and my brother does like um, production. What like uh, support and uh helps develop new stuff and then he's also basically like goes to the all the um um media guys for these teams and then like helps them if they have questions and all that kind of stuff that's pretty cool yeah that is pretty he'd cool. be pretty good on this cast yeah 
Maybe too good. Maybe too good. Maybe too good. <laughs> he, would, he would make us look <laughs> no, bad. No, no, he would have fun. <laughs> that's a that's such a new thing. Like, uh, like the deep analytics thing was yeah. so was just a nerd like a online nerd thing for so long. Seven years ago, it was all gone. It was all like instinct. That's all anything anybody went by. But now at every can... level. Every... Except the Oakland Athletics, right? They made a so whole in Moneyball, I know it. that's his software. Oh, really? Those numbers you can see on a commercial. Uh, there's like um, Brad Pitt's like looking at a screen or whatever, and that's like their software. Woo! Isn't that crazy? But yeah, it's so weird. Like nerds get a spot. Yeah, nerds are taking over. Yeah, I've been told that nerd is cool now. That n- nerd is the new jock, and jock is the new nerd. Is anybody else hearing this? Is anybody else pretty hearing this? I you hear know, that. I, I hear it, but I'm not. I'm not in high school anymore. I don't know. We got. We got I think I Star split Wars right down the middle. Over the fucking world. I'm all, almost, Nerds are king. I almost. What's going on, Matt? I don't know. I almost exclusively hang out with people who do improv. So my <laughs> what's cool or not is probably not accurate anymore. I think you're cool. I think you're cool. Thanks. I think you guys are pretty I wasn't fishing, cool. but I'll take it. But yeah, like every team needs their own analytics analytics guy now. And more it, than I've more than one, I would yeah. assume. I mm-hmm. bet you more than one software. Like they have all kinds of crazy things now. Remember. The NBA hooked up. Um, I think it's in every arena now because there were a few teams like the Dallas Mavericks with Cuban, Mark Cuban, who owns them, was way out ahead of it. But they had all these cameras set up and they were just tracking every motion like they're now tracking every player motion and like figuring out basic things like how much they're running in each game, but also like setting up algorithms to break down an NBA basketball game so that there are these correct decisions that can be made of where you're supposed to go. And they do like um, these tests with players where when they're on the plane, if you can, you'll, you'll be given a situation like just here's the dots moving. What is what is the right place for you to be right now? Mm-hmm. Like all these hypotheticals and they take these quizzes and stuff. Like Probability it's all there used crazy. to be a time mm-hmm. when a sweaty divorced coach is stuffed into an old suit, would just hand the ball to the biggest, tallest guy and say, You take care of this shit. I have annulment, <laughs> I have annulment <laughs> money that I need to pay. I have child support. Get it in there and let's get out of this arena. And now, Matt, nerds fucking took over. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, Andy. I don't you get your Comic Con. Okay. Andy, it's not you Matt's get fault. your Comic Con, Matt. Why can't I have my basketball? <laughs> Matt didn't do this, Andy. I, well, he's in you classes, so I'm put, sorry. Put what is down this the really baseball about, bat, Andy. <laughs> I got jumped by some nerds. <laughs> got, was, well, you were was, in a sweaty suit. Yeah, I was, I was getting out of a really intense workout and some really pretty good jock clothes, sweat wicking, sweat wicking material, and a headband. And Saying all these words by, he doesn't understand. Jumped by a couple of nerds and feel pretty sore about it. They beat me with their GameCube batteries. That's also not very nice of them. I know. I was just minding my own business, and they were like, Jock, get him! Listening to Jock Jams. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Minding your biz. They were listening to, like, Godzilla soundtracks. (laughs) I have a cousin that actually listens to Godzilla soundtracks. Godzilla soundtracks? I used to have the Godzilla soundtrack from the movie in, like, in the (laughs) 90s with, uh... With Puff Matthew Daddy. Broderick. Puff Daddy did some of the songs. <laughs> oh, no There's way. a really famous song on that. That is that is an era that I miss when... Well, I guess he wasn't in Godzilla, but like no. when rappers would star in a movie and then also do the yes. theme song for yes. that movie. Like uh, Deep Blue Sea with LL Cool J. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, Will Smith did a bunch of them. And... Um, uh, Bad boys. Like all of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Puff Daddy did like a uh, Led Zeppelin remix um, for that. The The no theme way. song for the Godzilla that came out in the 90s, it was uh, Led Zeppelin kind of, uh, I forget, I think Cashmere. I can't remember now, but it was like a song like that. Yeah. We got a thumbs up from our producer. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, it's a great song. <laughs> um, but no, he, he, not that. He listens to like the sound the effects? soundtrack. <laughs> no, so, like the, the <laughs> oh, 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 like the, the theatrical orchestra. like orchestra m- m- music from like the Godzilla movies from the fifties and sixties. All right, so, who directed that? <laughs> Would anyone know? <laughs> He's all into that stuff. Hey, do you want to play 2006 World Series trivia? Julia, he he teased this before we started taping, and he just wants to make me look like an idiot. I asked him one question, and he was not way off. It was at least a tiger, but... Let's play. Let's play. (laughs) Um, Are we competing? I don't know. Yeah, it'll make you look good. Okay. I I don't know. 2006, not... where was I in 2006? Okay, locked in. It's specific. Pretty sure I was the only one out of college. Oh, yeah. I wasn't out of high school. I uh, I graduated high school in 2006. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Uh... Um, no, uh, I asked Andy earlier who had the best offensive performance in the World Series for the Tigers in 2006. Brandon Inge. No. Who did you say first, though? Nikki. <laughs> Yeah, Miggy was not on the Tigers in 2006. Um, uh, Pudge. No, Pudge, good, Pudge was on the Tigers, That's a good though. guess. Yeah, it's actually... Pudge. I would not have guessed. I knew this person was on the Tigers. This is not who I would have guessed. It was actually somebody who acquired late in the season, Sean Casey. Oh, oh Sean, Sean Casey. Casey. Who we, is, sh- we should have yeah. known that, Sean Andy. Casey. You know, Sean. I have a neighbor named Sean Casey. Really? We can edit that out. No. Is it him? Unfortunately not. Brandon Inge did have the second best. Oh, I'm so close. Probably tied for second best. With Pudge. With Pudge. Wouldn't that be funny? With Carlos Guillen. Where is uh, Pudge? I thought he was like a good hitter. Ugh, he had a really bad World Series. Thanks a lot, Pudge. (laughs) (laughs) You get a nickname like Pudge (laughs) and let it stick. Like, it has to, like, can you imagine the first, like, five or six weeks that people started calling you Pudge and you just have to, like, take it before you get used to it? Totally. Hey, what's up, Pudge? Pudge. No, not much, guys. Even when it came out of my mouth, I was like, was that really? (laughs) Is that what people called him? (laughs) Poor guy. He was a little pudgy. Pudge. He was, kind of. Is that it for trivia? I mean, yeah. Okay. Damn. So, so I ended Andy. up looking better than uh, I thought. Can you name how many Tigers do you think you can make? From that from team? Yeah. Pudge. <laughs> Brandon Edge. Sean Casey. Yeah. Not Miggy. No, Not he Miggy. wasn't there. Um, Not Verlander. Yeah, Verlander was. He was, was there. He was there in 2006. Mm-hmm. Wow. Rookie campaign kind of crapped the bed in the World Series, though. Uh, he and Pudge, thanks a lot. I feel like there were some other good-looking pitchers at that time. Not belly itchers. <laughs> Damian Easley. pictures. Uh, he was not on the Tigers anymore. But oh, that's okay. a good guess because he was Dang. he he might have been on the Tigers the year before that actually. But Orlando Valenzuelo. I'm looking at these pictures. I can't. I don't think any of them are good looking. I don't think so. I don't think that's a real person at all. If it is, shout out to Orlando. He's probably a dear listener, friend of the friend of the podcast. We love you, Orlando. Orlando We'll mail you a we'll mail you a gift. (laughs) From the round T-shirt when we get around to him. But yeah, that was uh, that was 2006. Do you know who had the best World Series in 1984 for the Tigers? I bet he had a mustache. Nope. Tim Palestra. Julia? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, 1984. Um, yeah, that had to have been... Is he a is uh, manager now? Is he what? Is he a manager now? He was. He managed the Tigers in like 2004, 2005. Leland. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the years did, were not kind. Um, um, does he have a son? No. That plays? Oh. Not Cecil Fielder. No. um, No, this timing would have not worked. Who are you thinking of? Kirk Gibson? He has a son, but he doesn't play in the majors. Craig 
T. Nelson. T. Nelson. <laughs> no, it was Alan Trammell. Wait, is that who? That is Brenner. that is honestly one of the ones that I would have guessed had I remembered Rusty? any name. Rusty. Rusty. Kuntz? Dean? Alan Trammell. But I need to find out. Okay. Famous Tigers players. I'm not, I'm not that big of a baseball guy. I was probably thinking. I was real bad at baseball. And I think that might be why I never took to the game uh-huh. as a fan. Andy. It rubbed me the wrong way. Andy. Dr. Kylie, Coach Dr. Kylie, had a 10-man team of fourth graders, and he didn't let one kid start any games all year. Me. He didn't let anybody? I, what? <laughs> all the, We had 10 kids, and I was the only kid that didn't oh. start any games. I, I came off the bench every game. Sorry. Yeah. I had a pretty good t-ball career. But once they started throwing it, I was not. You're out. I was out. I was out. No dice. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, that's World Series talk. Yeah. Pistons started this week. They're yeah. two and one. That's a good. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing stuff. They're fine. You know. Are they going to be good? They should be good. They should. They're. They're Reggie Jackson. Their point guard is out for a while, six to eight weeks, which is a big hit. That's but, a lot. Yeah, but they should be they should be respectable. They were respectable think, last year. Do you ever think that Stan Van Gundy looks like uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade float? <laughs> like one of those big balloons. Like he just has like that baggy suit, and his hands are so small, and then he he goes out. <laughs> Not sure I ever thought that. Stan, but, if you're listening, we'll mail you a gift. That's yeah. all you'll ever think about. <laughs> For me, he, just imagine like four people wrangling him in with ropes and you'll see it. I imagine it's just life-size, you know, <laughs> yeah. a life-size float of SVG. If they win the championship, I want to see that. I would love, they have to have it for the parade. Yeah. Sports, huh? Sports. Yeah. I mean, Michigan. Oh, right. They're doing stuff. Yeah, they beat state. They beat state. Pretty wild. Thank Christ. Does anyone have a, a, a state fan friend who acts like they don't care about uh-huh. that game? Sure do. <laughs> Plenty of them. Al Kaline. To... That's who I was thinking. Is that who you said? No, you said Trammel. Yeah. <laughs> that's a battery. <laughs> Alkaline is batteries. Oh my God. That's funny. You can put them together. Thanks. <laughs> the Al Kaline trio. But uh, the college football playoff <laughs> rankings came out tonight, Julia. And? And we're third. <laughs> Who's two and one? Alabama <laughs> one, clearly. Let's get them. Alabama is like, uh, they're like a river at the bottom of a canyon. It's just going to keep flowing and keep like st- like cutting away at the rock. It's never going to give up and eventually... The rock is gonna subside, and then you get the Grand Canyon. Uh, Clemson is two. Oh, and then we're third. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's. I mean, especially after what was it last year? <sighs> no, last year was fine. Oh, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, still there for seven years. There. <laughs> it was <laughs> pretty <true>. rough. <laughs> but now, yeah. Uh, the next three weeks, it's like win or. It'll be a season that will forever be thought of as like, man, they really wasted an opportunity <laughs> to be something special. How many more games are there? They have, they have uh, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, all of which they should win, which will set up oh the big one <gasps> against Ohio State. Yep. Those punk ass bitches from Columbus. Urban Meyer and his punk <laughs> candy ass bitch skim milk. I knew it was going to come up. (laughs) (laughs) Candy ass. Have you ever seen that photo of Urban Myers eating a piece of pizza? Like the saddest human being ever after the Big Ten Championship game that they lost? No. It's great. (laughs) I wanted him to eat sad pizza after every game. The insults to Ohio State are so funny to me. My friend, this was in high school. He had like a, a... Jim Trestle drinks wine coolers shirt. 
<laughs> I remember those. So <laughs> funny. Like, I remember those. Yeah. Was it even true? Nah. Probably not. You know, uh, one that I never understood was, uh, were you there when Chad Henney was quarterback? Or that was maybe before you. Uh, Anyways, he was know. a quarterback from 04 to 07 for Michigan. Yeah. And he was from Pennsylvania and he came here. So Penn State fans hated him. Oh. And they all had t-shirts that said, Chad Henney rhymes with douchebag. And it clearly doesn't. Not even close. Where are we going with that, Penn, Penn yeah, State? Yeah, Penn State. Get it together. But yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. Is If they lose one of the next three, then this year becomes the what-if year. I just don't think they will, though. I think they'll go into that Ohio State game ready to go. Hey. Speaking of college sports, can I give a quick shout out Hell to yeah, you can. the Kalamazoo College women's soccer team has won the MIAA championship uh, for the first time Robert. since uh, 1999. Wow. We lost in uh, the, the finals in 2010 uh, when I played. Oh, I went mean, to Kalamazoo College? Yeah. Th- Did you know that? You didn't no. know that? Is that where you did your undergrad? Undergrad, yeah. Oh, oh. I thought you were at Michigan for the whole th- oh, shebang. Oh, oh. No, just grad school. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So K College. Uh. Yeah, and then we're hoping this team's. You gonna played like soccer go. there. Yeah. Right. I, Sports I also, podcast. I also this played basketball episode. my senior year, but I didn't what? so much play as I. Watched from the bench. <laughs> I practiced. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, no, it was super fun though. Love K College. Big shout out, Ooh. and we're super excited for them. Oh, other exciting news from Kalamazoo is Western Michigan is the best they've ever been at football. Is that right? Yeah, they're wow. they're playing right now. Actually, they are they're eight and zero oh, uh, for the first time ever, um, and they're ranked for the first time ever. Which is pretty exciting, um, and their coach is going to get hired by somebody really good and get a shitload more money than he is right now. That's PJ awesome. Fleck is an literally an insane person who is in charge of eighty five uh, young men, <laughs> but he's getting the job done there. They, wow. um, if they are the highest ranked like group of five team outside of the the Big Five. Um, uh, conferences, they're gonna get to play in like the Cotton Bowl, fucking Western Michigan. Yeah, right that's now cool. they would be playing Nebraska. I saw. That's awesome. It's big yeah, for them. Wild. Row the boat. That's his phrase. He carries an oar. He he made a like a publicity trip to Bristol, Connecticut, where ESPN is, and his uh, sports information director just had like a stack of full size boat oars that like every interview like every sports center thing he did or like podcast that he was on or like writer that he talked to while he was there they gave him an oar that said like western michigan row the boat that's the kind of like funny yeah insane doesn't even make sense well i think it's something weird it's like pirate term (laughs) it might be there might be something sad about (laughs) it is it it really though i don't know (laughs) like uh that his Eskimos. kid died somehow. Oh, really? And that's where it came. Like, there was some... I can't remember the story. Oh. But, like, there's some coaches just have I feel those. like it's just, like, row the boat. Yeah, I always like a... assumed it's just, like, just keep going. Just row the boat. Yeah. Keep yeah. going. Don't oh stop. Oh, my God. Uh, a couple weeks ago, they played at Akron. And before the game, the whole Akron team went, like met at midfield and um, took two boat oars and, like, destroyed oh, them at no. midfield. <laughs> And PJ Flick is the type of person that if he saw like a bar fight, he would take his shirt off and like stop the bar fight. Why would he so, take his shirt off? Because he's an insane person. Does that help? <laughs> it would in his mind. Um. So then they like they had. All I would have got in there quicker, but I took the time to take <laughs> my shirt off. <laughs> I needed more increased flexibility. There's a button down. A lot of um, buttons. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they they beat Akron like forty eight to nothing, which probably wouldn't have been as worse if they didn't yeah, uh, yeah. break oars. But there's a, there's a lot of coaches like that with weird sayings, like when uh, 
Greg Schiano was at Rutgers. It was chopping wood. It's like like that means something to the people in that in that uh, football office. I don't know. I think uh, Jim Leland's was smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them, <laughs> but only in the the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine? Like I I have to imagine that he would have just done it in the dugout if he could have. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure. He just looks like a cigarette. <laughs> he looks like a cigarette. I would like to be a coach just to make phrases like that. You know, like squeeze the tube. <laughs> or like, Come on, guys, we got to squeeze the tube today. <laughs> Yeah, double I think click. That's a good one. Double <laughs> click. Double click, guys. Double click. Hoo! Right click. New file. <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, do it in the office. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Strap on the carpal tunnel brace. <laughs> All right. That's fun. All right. Well, we got a special guest waiting. I know. I we're she's way past her bedtime yeah. now. We need to say goodbye to Julia. Oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Um thank you so much. Yeah. Uh it's been a real pleasure. Um and uh yeah, I'd love to come back anytime. Awesome. Pleasure's all ours. All right. Well, stop. Thanks, Julia. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. Bye guys. Oh, she she got right out of here. Yeah, she's gone. Uh, just right. bring my just bring my uh, backpack to rehearsal tomorrow. All right, <laughs> <laughs> mm. right we're back. Yeah, it's Andy and Matt. Ooh. We have a really special guest with us today. It um, took us twenty minutes to get this guy up your porch. Yeah, and I think he's he's already he's sleeping. Already it's um, it is he is the oldest man in America. 118 years old. Yeah. Should we wake him up? Born, born in 1898. Well, we'll intro him first. Yeah. He's born in 1898. He's the oldest living man, but more importantly, the oldest living Cubs fan. He actually is the only man, only person alive today. Was actually at yeah. the clinching win. He was even alive back then. But <laughs> right. he, was, he was alive when the uh, Cubs won their last World Series yeah. in 1908. Um, Henry? Henry. 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 Hey, hey. Uh, what? Nurse Robinson. What? Oh, oh, he's up. He's up. What? Don't. I don't need my. I don't need. A, I don't need my pills. Uh, H- Henry. Henry. Uh, hey, it's. What I miss? Uh, we're we're recording the podcast. Ah. Ah yes. Is that, is that gonna mean anything to you? I, I hope so. Long gone. I know. That's I radio. Like it. Yeah, we're. You. We're on the radio. Yeah, we're on the radio. Ah. You were you were alive the last time the Cubs won the World Series in 1908. Oh, love the Cubs! It's my favorite team. That was a day to remember. I tell you. Yeah, I tell you're, you that. Can much. you tell us about it? Yeah, you were ten years old at the old bar, old, old bar, I was pa- ten, old bar ten, ten years old. Ten years old. It was my it was my third baseball game I'd ever been to. My father took me in. He said, "You say one word and I'll slap you." <laughs> What? It was different what? times. It was different times, right? I was a bad kid. Oh. I would run onto the field. You got out on the field the first two games you yeah, went to? Yeah, but this one, I was too captivated. I was there, I'll tell you. It was, I had my best suit and tie on. I, my dad dressed me up. He combed my hair over. And I watched those cubs take care of business. Ooh. Wow! It was. Did you did you say any words or did he or did you get slapped? I will say, uh, when the game was over, I cheered. With the rest of them, I clapped my hands louder than anybody in that park. And my daddy turned to me and he said, "If you're not out there in twenty years, I'll kill you." Oh gosh! I didn't ever become a baseball player. But I, you didn't. But he did. But he passed away very soon after that, so it was okay. It's just different times. Cholera. Yeah, yeah. Cholera. That'll oh, get that's... you. Yeah. Anyway, you, you, yeah. 
Hey. What happened when you, uh, your first game, when you ran out on the field? Did you get a souvenir or anything? Oh, I only made it past the first baseline. And uh, uh, I'll tell you, Hank Robinson, he, he handed me a ball. He was warming up in the bullpen. And he said, kid, if you, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't become a baseball player in 20 years, I'll kill you. And I said, huh? And I grabbed the ball and I, and I ran back to my father sitting right above the dugout. Whatever happened to that. Hank Robinson? Well, you don't remember the Hank Robinson story? Hank Robinson. He, he was a fine pitcher, yeah. And he, he died about two years after that. Oh, two gosh. years. Yeah. I guess that's good for you. Took a wild pitch right to the oh. temple. Oh, Nurse, Nurse Robinson? Should we do anything about this? Hank. Hank. Henry. Huh? Oh, yeah. Huh? Henry. Sorry. Hank was the bell player. Huh? I don't need him. I don't need Get away from me. I don't need him. Anyway, so where were we? Uh, Long gone. So a lot of memories in Wrigley, huh? Oh, Wrigley. It's changed a lot now. It's a bunch of bunch of college kids wearing their hair like a bunch of idiots now. But I'll tell you, back in the day, that was a place of wonder. Still is. I still love it. I live down in Boys Town now. It's a little bit cheaper. What uh? What brings you to Michigan? You know the Cubs are in the World Series right now. What are you more about Henry living in Boys <laughs> No, it's not as exciting as it sounds. Just a couple of trips out just to the one bedroom apartment in Boys Town. Well, my wife lives with me, but yeah. Oh, sure. That's why we're down here. Actually, she had an appointment. She had to get a mole removed, so we had to come down here. But it's okay. There's a big ruckus going on i probably would have died in the riots to be honest with you sure uh so we're down here i get to watch on the old uh machine uh television long gone yeah so where are we at right now they're up three nothing where's seven to one right now seven to one you say your wife is here with you she also 118 yeah she's oh no she's she's uh She's quite a bit younger. She's she's still sprightly. She's a a, a ripe ninety nine. Oh wow! You're, wow. Yeah. Got him young. Robin the cradle, as they say. She's out in the car right now. You left her in the car. She has to drive. I'm legally blind in both eyes, uh, but she does a fine job. She she sees those stoplights, so it's it's good. Dorothy, I'll be done in a minute. Pretty sure she can't hear you from the car. No, I had my telephone on. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your? What was your favorite season since 1908? I mean, we're we're getting close to history here. You've been through a lot of struggles and strife. You know, Andrew. A lot of people may predict that my favorite season was 1908 when the Cubs last won the World Series. But I'll tell you. 1956 was a year for the books. Ah, we didn't win a game. Don't look it up. It was terrible. But you know what? I had season tickets. And I also had a VIP pass to to hang out with the team after every game. Now, at that point, I was 58 years old. And I had had some wise words to tell the team at that at that point in time. There was a young right fielder. Oh, what was his name? Billy Ambush. Oh, I remember Billy Ambush. Yeah, he was a fine fellow. He was interesting. A, he was a great right fielder, and I'll tell you what, he should have been playing third base. And I and I know that if he would have been playing third base, the Cubs would have won the World Series that year. You know, it's interesting. Billy Ambush met a mysterious end during the 1959 season, three years later. And it's interesting because of a little something that he told me, and in a couple of our uh, therapy your- sessions, he told me, "Kid, I was much older than him. Remember, but he would call me kid." He said, "Kid, if." 
you're not out there in 20 years. Wait, in your 70s? In my, yeah, it would have been probably 76. That was his threshold. He said, I'll kill you. And I said, I said, hey, yeah. you got it. It was one of the biggest mysteries in baseball history. Absolutely. He, he was died. out in left field and went into a coughing fit and died in the dugout. Mysteriously. Mysteriously. Yes. It doesn't sound very mysterious. <laughs> it's Well, nobody knows what it was. Nobody knows, save maybe one or two people. Yeah. All the Tribune could uncover was foul play expected yeah uh, that was a pun that was a baseball pun. <laughs> oh right right because he I did a, he did have a pretty atrocious uh error right before i had a quote in that article i don't know if you've read it it says no comment <laughs> didn't quote that why did they ask you about it oh i was hanging around i saw the reporters and i ran out there you were like the team therapist well for billy and for a couple of the other guys i had a restraining order uh, against uh (laughs) you had a a restraining order uh, out against me i should say and also a vip ticket to hang out with the team (laughs) henry i I don't think you're actually sleeping where were we? Matthew, if I have one critique on your podcast, he has too many probing questions. I mean, we're just, that's the whole point. We have you here. We're going to interview you. Um, this is the radio. So, so, uh. Dorothy, I'll be done in a minute. I imagine this investigation is closed by now anyways. Yeah, most of those reporters, yeah, have died. If they've passed away. Who was the Tribune reporter that was asking you questions? Oh, it was actually, uh, his, his name was, his name was Shorp. <laughs> Shorp? Shorp? Shorp Williams? Were you going to say Shorp Williams? He won a Pulitzer that year. You know Shorp? I know his work. I, I was, wasn't alive at that point, but Shorp Williams won a Pulitzer that year for reporting on the Chicago meatpacking industry, but he, too... Is it a Pulitzer or a Pulitzer? Pulitzer, Pulitzer. He, too, met a mysterious end. It's true. <laughs> he died of writer's block. He died. That's what Allegedly. They said. That's what they yeah. said. That's how it was reported. No, it's 100% true. And you know what's weird about that? Right after I told him no comment on that, the whole uh, uh, Billy Ambush story, he, he told me, look, kid... <laughs> What did he tell you? What did he tell you, Henry? Sorry, I had a phone text from Dorothy. She's getting anxious. Wow, 118 years old using texts. Yeah, hey. She's very good. Uh, what he told me was, kid, if you're not, if you're not out on the field in 20 years, I'm going to kill you. And of course, I never, never made it out on the field as a oh real God. player. Sharp told you that? Sharp. Shorp, the man himself. He told you that, and then he died after that in a mysterious accident? Yep, but first he won the Pulitzer. For his story on the Chicago meatpacking industry. And that was an interesting story in itself, but we're not here to talk about that. What? What do you mean? Did you work in the Chicago meatpacking industry? I worked there for several years. (laughs) Several years. You know, the whole thing was about how they... Shorp's whole story was illuminating. It was about how there was... Uh, an incredible amount of human remains in the meat. <laughs> I feel like that's... I think you're thinking of a different book. No, well, Upton Sinclair. I think you're thinking of For Whom the Bell Tolls. I don't get it. <laughs> just having bell Tower? Uh, no, yeah. Upton Sinclair said there was some. Oh. But that but was... Shorp really blew the whistle on it. Yeah, and blew that was the like the 1800s. We're talking about the 50s now. Shorp was like, guys, this is... This isn't an accident. This isn't like somebody losing a finger in a machine. Somebody is dumping bodies into your beef. And, and, all, and you were working there at the absolutely. time. Absolutely. I was absolutely. I worked there. I worked there and I was a fine employee. And I, I every day I got in at 5.15 a.m. We didn't start until 5.45, but I got there early. Wow. Now, I had to prep. 
in that half hour. I had to prep for the day. I had to make a list of of other employees. Now, or get rid of evidence. No. Hey, if I had one critique about the podcast, Andrew, it's that you make too many assumptions. Well, kid, if, if I well, don't see you out there on that field in 20 years, I'm going to kill you. Those are bold words, Andrew, but I'll, I'll take that into account. Matt, I need, do you have any sharp knives? Matt, yes, but uh, we can all. In the kitchen. I have headphones on. You're t- this is to Matt. You're talking on, directly into Matt, the mic, Henry. This is for Matt's ears only. Where is the kitchen that way? You're not pointing. I'll be right back. To the, over there. Yeah, the kitchen's that doors. way, Henry. Andy, I'm not talking to you right now. I'll be right back. I think this old person's going to kill me. I Probably. I think he's going to try. I don't need the pills, nurse. I don't need them. He just, he just wobbled Nurse Roberts pretty I'd hard. I'd be worried if I were you. He is spry for 118 years old. Yeah, I've got my doubts. I don't, I don't need them. That is a big knife. I was just grabbing some tea. Hey, that's a big knife. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, where were we? Those lovable losers, the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs are my favorite team. They're the most respectable team in baseball. And that's a fact. What's it been like to see them lose 108 years in a row? Well, let me tell you this. In my opinion... God put me on this earth to see two Cubs World Series wins. In hell, I ain't gonna die until the Cubs win the next World Series. So, so it's been devastating to live this long, Andrew. I'll say. Um, so you didn't see the one they won in, huh? in 1907? <laughs> I, was, I slept through that. That's fair. And I wasn't as big of a Cubs fan. And also, what God's specific words were, hey, kid, if you're not out on the, on the field in 20 years, I'll kill you. Are you going to kill God? Yeah. I don't, I mean, so if the Cubs close out tonight, and then win tomorrow night. And I'm a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Just as soon as they finish. I assume that's how it goes down. I'm not sure. Dorothy, it'll be just a minute, okay? All right. Well, uh, maybe on that note. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here before. All right. All right. That, that's a big knife. Henry. I don't know what you're talking uh, about. You're pointing it right at me. <laughs> just hold still, Andy. Matt, we, Nurse this Roberts, is, this is fumbling Nurse around. Nurse Roberts, can you get those pills? <laughs> I can't reach. I can't reach. This has been fumbling around. Nurse Roberts, I need your help. Right in the heart, if I could. <laughs> I don't know you're about, about. Nurse.